This is Sports Better Court with Dan Lust on Better Sports Network. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Sports Better Court. I am your host, your judge, your arbitrator, all of the above. I am Dan Lust. Tonight, we're going to be talking about three betting topics. We're talking about the college football national champion, a receiving prop for Devontae Smith. And last but not least, we're going to talk about the New England Patriots win total. But before we get there, a little bit of lust for law. Some big news in the sports betting world today. Penn, Barstool, no more. Penn has divested their shares, giving it back to Dave Portnoy. We'll talk about the the a uh, little bit of specifics, the devil in details with respect to that. Penn is launching a new endeavor with ESPN Bet. Now, over in the world of college football, we have a little bit of pandemonium. We have the Big Ten now becoming the Big 18. We have the Big 12 now becoming a little bit bigger. And uh, the SEC, everyone's kind of looking over there. And the Pac-12, no one knows where to find it. So we have a world now in 2023. We are living in the future. They say follow the money. And that's exactly what's happening here. The world of sports betting has been turned on its head. There once was a time where ESPN was not allowed to talk about bets. Now we have an ESPN bet and Barstool is now valued at close to a billion dollars. Why? Betting. Follow the money. Now, speaking of money, there once was a time where former NCAA president Mark Emmert said that under his watch, college athletes will never be paid. But we are in the midst of the NIL era. It is very much an arms race in the world of college football and college basketball. And now what do we have to do? That's right. Follow the money. Sports betting is where it's at in terms of money. That's why we're talking about ESPN. We're talking about Penn and Barstool. For college football, we have to follow the television money. Now, Pac-12 couldn't get their act together. They couldn't lock down that Apple TV deal. And what happened? All those schools, Arizona, Arizona State, Washington, Oregon, USC, UCLA, Colorado, you know what they did? They followed the money out of the Pac-12 and into the Big Ten and the Big 12. And now we're left without really a Power 5 situation, very much a Power 4 situation. So yes, once upon a time, there was a world where college football was pure and you had schools on the West Coast and the East Coast and Middle America and the Big 10 actually had 10 schools and the Big 12 actually had 12 schools. No more. We follow the money. And when you ask yourself, how does any of this make sense? Why does ESPN have a betting platform? Why is Barstool worth a million dollars? Why are UCA, USC and UCLA playing in middle America? We follow the money. And that has been Lust for Law. And this is the Sports Better Court. And with that, we come from our break. We'll welcome back our litigants. We have a special show for you tonight. College football, Devontae Smith and the New England Patriots when we come back. I feel like this is a quietly contentious point in dynasty fantasy football what it means to actually be rebuilding some people say you should never truly be rebuilding how, how do you view the rebuilding versus competing dichotomy in dynasty so i will be the first person to acknowledge that my preferred uh format or fantasy football is just redraft um the years that i have played dynasty um it has been I've drafted a win now team because I've seen people that have just gotten into the cycle of rebuilding and thus they just don't make any progress. So 
I, if you're rebuilding for the fifth year in a row, I just, you know, I don't know how exactly how you get out of it, but yeah, it's, it's definitely something that can, that can happen. And a lot of people, especially when you see, when we come out of the NFL draft, everyone's just instantly shipping off, you know, draft picks and, and everything. So, I mean, it's, it's definitely something that can happen. Joey, do you, do you feel similarly to it? Do you uh, feel like you see people getting stuck in the rebuilding loop? I mean, I would say people that try to rebuild in the beginning of seasons of their fantasy seasons, I see them get stuck in that rut. Um, I would really try to only ever rebuild if if I knew I was going to miss the playoffs. Like I'm always trying to play to win, even if it's maybe I don't know. That's I think my question. I think my big thing is the word rebuild is a much shorter time frame than I think most people say it yeah. should be. Like they look at rebuild as like three years out competing rebuild you're looking to compete next season you know what i mean like yeah. if you're doing it now you're looking to revamp and maybe there's a one season where you ship it off but that very next season you should be competing if you're doing it like that i'm cool with it but you gotta have a plan not just keep getting the young players keep getting the draft picks otherwise you I'd... end up like tim um maybe not like tim who gets a buy but you make the playoffs you're in that like four to six range every year just hovering in the middle nothing ever gets better nothing ever gets worse I think I play like you in Dynasty, Simon. I play in three-year windows. 100%. Um, that's, that's my go-to. And uh, with the rate at which Dynasty Leagues turn over, you should really only ever play in a three-year window. <laughs> Sports Better Court is now in session. It's time for tonight's litigants. First, Rafael Rabe aka real talk rap co-founder of rotoballer you can read award-winning content at rotoballer.com or through the free rotoballer app here rap weekday mornings from 6 to 7 a.m on sirius xm fantasy sports radio and follow on twitter at real talk rap next tanner kern analyst and contributor at DraftKings. Check out his content on TikTok at Tanner Kern and follow on Twitter at Tanner Kern underscore. All rise for the Honorable Judge Dan Lust. Welcome, gentlemen. Our litigants are in the courtroom. You guys know the rules. Best two out of three. Whoever makes the best argument, whoever allocates their points the best, whoever doesn't get in trouble with the judge. Okay, let us start. We talked a little bit about college football in the open. I am looking at a number of teams to be the national championship winner. I'm seeing some favorites. I'm seeing some dogs. Mr. Kern, I will turn to you first. Who is your bet to win the national champion of college football? Well, it's one bet. It's the only bet. It's the Georgia Bulldogs. You're getting them for two to one right now, and the odds aren't amazing on that, but it's for a reason. This is the best team in the country by far. The one position that they have to fill is quarterback. The Stetson Bennett era is finally over. Carson Beck and Brock Vandegrift are going to battle for that starting job, but no matter who wins it, they have a loaded group to work with. Brock Bowers, the nation's best tight end. They're returning four of five starters up front on the offensive line, so they are stacked on offense. And then last year was actually their rebuilding year on defense. So they're returning a ton of guys with a lot of experience. The one area that they are a little weak in is the outside linebacking crew, but their front seven is legitimate. They're going to be able to stop the run at a high level, and that's exactly what you need to do in the SEC. Another thing in favor of the Bulldogs is their schedule is an absolute joke this season. 
they're, they're going to have no problem getting to the SEC championship game. And even if they were to lose in the SEC championship game, they're still going to be undefeated. There's a reason their win total is set at 11 and a half. So I do see them going undefeated in the regular season, battling it out with Alabama in the SEC title game. And if they lose that, they're still getting into the playoffs because the SEC is going to get two teams. So very high on Georgia to win the national championship. It's two to one for a reason. Tanner, I like it. You're very confident, but you are sitting. Raph is standing. That's what you're supposed to do when you get in front of the judge. Raph, who do you like? I think, Raph, you are on mute, my friend. That is a negative point, and I did not mute you. I apologize, Judge. Uh, yes. Yeah, it's okay. It's one, easy. one strike here. It's easy for Tanner to pick the favorite here. Of course, not one person would ever assume they would go three in a row, right? Because that's what George is going to have to do here. But realistically, it's all about Caleb Williams, Caleb Williams, Caleb Williams. And when you want a winner in college football, that's kind of how you start the great quarterbacks. This is in the same vein as the Tua's and the Pat Mahomes. This is full athleticism, fully arrived and when you look at how the path from 12 to higher up in the standings comes about, it's with this type of play. I think you can start shredding uh, strength of schedule. That's a little bit of hogwash. Uh, I don't think USC is going to have that much of a hard time. Hogwash. There's no yeah, curse well, in that courtroom. It's a little tiny bit. Say I get in here. Go ahead. I apologize, Judge. I will okay. keep my language more uh, more clean and pristine. But at this point, you know, we look at some of, some of the reality, and and this is exactly the problem. If you don't have the great quarterback in college football, you ain't going anywhere. So I'm going to ride Caleb Williams all the way. USC probably the number one this year, uh, and that's that's my strong feeling. Okay, Tanner, I have a question for you, my friend. Those fancy quarterbacks you mentioned, Carson Beck. What was the other guy's name? Uh, Brock Vandergriff. Brock Vandergriff. Everybody knows his name, Brock Vandergriff. <laughs> Uh, over under one career passing attempt for Brock Vandergriff. So they're they're both going to be under. Yeah, if you, answer you the question, at... Tanner. Over or under? Under. Okay. And how about Mr. Beck? Over or under sixty passing attempts? 60. Uh, probably about under. I don't have the exact numbers for you, Judge. I'd say under. You think that Georgia is going to win back to back to back championships with a quarterback room with sixty combined passing attempts? I feel like that's a lot to ask of someone to get the keys to the Georgia ship. And did lead them to the promised land? That seems like a tall task. So I wouldn't call Stetson Bennett the best quarterback in the world. I know he's taken the fourth round. He's excelling with the Rams. But he obviously won without being the guy, right? He had a huge team around him. And that's exactly what this Georgia team is going to rely on this year. We see in the SEC, too, over the past few seasons. I look back to Mac Jones. I wouldn't call Mac Jones the most talented quarterback in the world, right? Um, and when he burst onto the scene, he wasn't expected to be a first-round draft pick, but he had so much talent around him. And just going to Caleb Williams, I agree. He's the best player in the country. He's going to win the Heisman probably again, which back-to-back -back Heisman hasn't been done since 75. But when we look at this USC defense, they're not that good. They have a much tougher path. And the Pac-12 is going to be lucky to get one team in the college football playoffs. So Pac-12 is going to be lucky to exist in the next yeah. five minutes at this rate. That's right. Um, good point. So, so Tanner, let, let's hang here for a second. You, you want back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back champions for Georgia, right? Has that ever been done in the history of college football? Yeah, 30s. Minnesota did it. Uh, was that like recent or like in the night, like 100 years ago? Got it. Okay. Um, okay, Raph, uh, 14 to 1. I'm looking at the odds here. It seems kind of juicy to get the best player in all of college football, a premier team, a blue bud. Uh, what am I missing? It sounds like a great bet. Yeah, no, you're not missing much, right? Like that's sometimes you don't have to overanalyze it. And when you're looking at premium betting, that's where you're, you're trying to get some, some edge. Like where are you going to get upside? And it's with that it factor with a player like Caleb Williams. So I don't think that's, that's up for discussion, right? Like keep him healthy and see what happens. But 
realistically almost any prop you're going over and you like that 14 to one um just pretty damn decent to me so yeah i'll let that ride any day of the week okay so here's here's one thing i actually don't know who i'm gonna side with i'll get, get, get you guys to have the last word here so tanner I, you know, it's what's the number? It's plus 250 for Georgia. That's the number 225. I, I just think, I mean, obviously, the most talented football team in the country. Uh, I think the last time a team won back to back was Bama. They ended up winning three of the last four within the last 10 years. But I mean, Stetson Bennett was like 40 when he was leading the team. Carson Beck seems to be like an, a normal aged person. It looks like he's going to get the job here. I think you're putting a lot on the shoulders, right? In, in this day and age, right? You lose two games. I just, I don't. I don't know it. Two and a half to one. I'm not sure I buy USC. They got to get through a really kind of daunted Big Ten schedule is kind of tough. Tanner, I'm going to let you have the last word here. You think this is the year. First time in nearly 100 years we have back-to-back-to-back champions. Why is it Georgia? I mean, if anyone's going to do it, it's Georgia. You look at their schedule. The first thing you got to do to win a national championship is to get into the college football playoff. Georgia will be in it. They got UT Martin, Ball State, South Carolina, UAB. They're, They're tough games, I would say. Um, versus Florida at home, versus Ole Miss at home, and at Tennessee. There's nothing on that schedule that they can't handle, especially with how talented they are. Um, We go to USC. They have a much tougher path to get there um, against teams like Oregon, Washington, and Utah. And then on top of that, too, when you look at the Georgia Bulldogs, I mean, or you look at USC, I should say, I'll go to them. Um, Defensively, they were 94th in the country in scoring defense last year. They allowed the eighth, they were eighth worst in yards per play. So they could have all the offense they want. I mean, Georgia's offense was good last year. They had the best tight in the country coming back. But the bottom line is their defense is amazing. They play in the SEC. They play a much tougher schedule. So when they get to the college football playoff, they're going to be just fine. Um, Raph, do you think you won this round? I mean, hey, it's pretty convincing. Yes or no, Raph? Yes or no? I just like the odds, so I'm okay. going to say yes. Listen there it to is. this. I listened to both. They're both very well thought out. But in Judge Lost's courtroom, fortune favors the bold. Raph, 14 to 1. I'm going to give you here. Okay, it seems a little juicy. I don't know if you articulate it the best. You got scared by Tanner's arguments. I'm going to give you round one here. Okay, Tanner, you can win this back. Raph, speak when spoken to, okay? I, I got you. I got you. There'll be plenty of time to make, make up for it here in round two. Um, bet MGM, get 1,000 paid back in bonus bets if you don't win by using fantasyalarm.com slash bet MGM. Now, gentlemen, we are very close to football season. We are several weeks away. It's August, right? We're hard knocks is about to be honest. I can almost smell football season. Raph, I'm going to have you start here. Are you still standing, by the way? I just want to make sure the record's clear. Of course, Judge. Of course. Okay. Is this a standing death situation, or you're just standing to show respect for Judge Lust? Uh, coincidentally, both. They, they, they coincide, but uh, yes. Not, not sure. I would never sit for you. Let's put it that way. Well, what if, what if the judge told you to sit? Don't answer that question. Don't answer that question. Devontae Smith receiving yards. The over-under is 9.75 and a half per sources. Uh, that's actually my bailiff, Anthony. I'm told you're very confident in one of these lines here. Raph, what do you got? Yeah, it's a clear over. It's not even a question about over. I mean, everything screams over about that line. First of all, I'm not even an Eagles fan. I just want to say that because you would think I was this bullish. But the reality is tethered to what I think is an ascending uh, Jalen Hurts in terms of the air game. It's been every year uh, more attempts and more passing yards. But what really stood out was Devontae Smith's resilience and second-year breakout, 136 targets, 1,300-plus air yards, 95 catches for 
almost 1,200 receiving yards. So the fact that he kind of looks like a quasi-alpha in this offense and A.J. Brown has his own issues with health in the past, if anything were to even happen to A.J. Brown, this guy could be top three, four, five in fantasy, period. And, and given what I can see with this offense and his ascension, um, there is pretty much no question that he eclipses 1,000 receiving yards. That's going to be easy peasy for Devontae Smith this year. Qu- Quasi-alpha doesn't sound that confident. Tanner, you like the under here? I do like the under here on Devontae Smith. I think there's a lot of moving pieces for this Eagles team. First of all, they made it to the Super Bowl last year. It's very hard to get back. Um, It's very hard to repeat a season like they did. And that same goes for Jalen Hurts, right? And Devontae Smith's over is predicated on how well Jalen Hurts plays this year. I mean, Hurts had a career season last year. There's no doubt about it. 3,700 yards, 22 touchdowns, only six interceptions. So we look at that. He was as efficient as he got. And Devontae Smith had uh, 1196 last year. He had a lot of breakout games. And the Eagles play in the toughest division, one of the toughest divisions in football. They're playing the Cowboys. They have the Patriots on the road this season. They have a lot of tough games, too. And they lost their offensive coordinator. So there's so many moving pieces in Philadelphia right now. I'm not saying they're in for a letdown season, but I do think it's going to be a lot tougher sledding this year for Devontae Smith and the offense. Now, uh, for those doing their homework that have, have been with us for all five episodes of the Sports Better Court, we actually talked about Jalen Hurts. His, his passing yards, whether those are going to go up and down. And if, if people recall, that number is right at 3,700. So last year he did 3,701. The passing yards over under for Jalen Hurts is right there. So the books didn't really know where to put it. They just left it where it was last year. So the books aren't really sure if Jalen Hurts is going to go up, if he's going to get hurt. It's right at 3,700. So, Raph, I'm going to go back to you here. You said he's a quasi-alpha, you know, this. Last I checked, we have two years of sample size for Devontae Smith and Jalen Hurts. Two years. What makes you so confident that he's going to be over 975? I'm, I'm not sure I see it when he's the second best wide receiver on that team. Well, I'm not sure that he's the second best. It's a really a 1A situation. When I say quasi, I should say, you know, there's no there's no shame in having two number one receivers, which in, in a fantasy term or, or any kind of reality of this gaming uh, world that we live in, that would be fantastic. I just want to pr- produce one metric for you. Jalen Hurts was 16th in pass attempts, but 10th in passing yards. Imagine if those pass attempts went up, right? That's a very clear path to an increase. He was 16th. That's not really that much up there. Now, yeah, he, he was at 460. That's a fine line to cross. But Again, when you're talking about what Devontae Smith is, he's more like Devontae Adams than anyone else. That, to me, is the comp that you should be looking at there. Did, did we just say that Devontae Adams is the same player as Devontae Smith because they have the same first name, Raph? I don't have no. a mute button. I don't have a mute button. Archetype. I'm, moving. I'm not sure I like this Devontae argument. I'm not sure I like that. Tanner, okay, pop quiz. The judge comes with some facts. By the way, Raph, I did like that you submitted evidence to the judge. That was pretty good, but you have to ask the judge to submit evidence. Raph, you're, you're getting in my doghouse here. The rule of Devante's, that is not, that is not well-accepted law in Judge Lust's courthouse. Okay, Tanner, pop quiz here. Who is the Eagles' backup quarterback? Uh, the Eagles' backup Don't look this up. No outside I'm not, evidence. Not looking up. I, I'm thinking from quarterback. It's in my head right now. It's Raph, Mariota. Raph, Obviously, he wasn't there last year, but. Mariota. Mariota, you definitely looked it up on Google. Nope. Hands up. Mariota. Okay. I saw the screen flash. Now, this is a very important part of the bet, right? We're talking about over or under. The Eagles probably have one of the best backups in all of football. Had a decent year last year with the Atlanta Falcons. I I'm, I might say that this might help Raph's argument. We might say, hey, Hertz is going to get injured, right? He's due. He's a running quarterback. But they have Mariota behind him to kind of back him up and, and maybe uh, juice up that over a little bit. 
Tanner, do you, do you think that Jalen Hurts, this is a question for you specifically, Jalen Hurts is on the ascent? Do you think he's going to throw for more yards? The judge thinks he might. I don't see him throwing for more yards this year. No, I, I think he set such a high standard last year. They're going to have a much tougher time this year um, against the NFC East. And then their crossover games against the AFC East. None of those games are going to be easy for him. A new offensive coordinator in there. He lost his running back too. So that puts more pressure on him. You know, they have DeAndre Swift, obviously, but Miles Sanders is gone. He was a 1200 yard rusher. So that just takes an element of the Eagles passing game or the Eagles offense away. So we're going to see a lot more pressure on Jalen Hurts. I don't know if he lives up to it, and I need to see a bigger sample size before I'm willing to bet on Devontae Smith, considering he went under in his first year, and then last year he went over. But a new offensive coordinator, a new system, a lot of new moving pieces in there, and high expectations don't always equal high results. I, I'm in agreement. So, Ralph, let's, let's go back to you here. You said you have two with number one wide receivers. You know, this is betting. We're not talking about fantasy. You can't have two number ones. You have one number one. I, I'm of the opinion that A.J. Brown is the superior player to Devontae Smith, that's where I want to put my stock, no? A.J. Brown uh, is great. There's no question. Devontae Smith has had two years in the league. He's almost smashed the over his first year and well smashed it last year and has played 17 in 17 games. Durability, uh, it's fantastic. I absolutely love it. Um, and that, to me, for the former first-rounder with tremendous pedigree, just like A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith's delivering. He could be the dark horse number one there, but – He's just as good, in my opinion. Uh, I'm going to disagree on every point that you just made. A.J. Brown had 1,500 yards last year. There is no comparison. He had 11 touchdowns. Um, Raph, how many touchdowns did Devontae Smith have? Not that many. Uh, not, not that many. many. Uh, seven. And how many nope. touchdowns did Devontae Adams have? Not the same person, Raph. A lot. Not the same person. Okay. <laughs> Tanner, many. you're taking round two. 1-1 one, one as we head into the break. When we come back, round three, New England Patriots over under seven and a half. Do some research, guys. Google it up. We'll be back. The Detroit Lions select Sam Laporta, tight end, Iowa. Had to go with your boy Sam Laporta there to pair with TJ Hawkinson. Sammy. I couldn't, I couldn't double down on rookie tight ends. I think that would take it. That's taking it a little too far. This could be one of the most exciting rookie tight end classes in a, in, a, in a while, just based on the archetypes of these guys, of the Dalton Kincaids, of the Sam Laportas. Uh, obviously, Green Bay drafted two themselves uh, with Tucker Craft and uh, Luke Musgrave. So um, after Kincaid, I would say is probably the consensus with uh, tight ends. Like, Who do you like as far as the best ball, like end of best ball? Uh, do you like Laporta, or is there anybody else you like more of I do like Laporta. We're looking for guys that can be a top two target on their team. Uh, so any path, any argument you could make, right? So you can make the argument that Dalton Kincaid is going to be a top two target with uh, after Stephon Diggs. You can make an argument that with Jamison Williams suspended, now Sam Laporta is just going to play straight up wide receiver. He looks like a wide receiver. Why can't he line up out wide at split end, right? It's like Marvin Jones and Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, I would also throw another name in the ring, and I don't mind since we're doing this for the fans, for the kids. He's still on the board. Luke Musgrave on your Packers. Uh, you know, they're not super loaded at wide receiver. We like the guy Reed they drafted, but you never know. So why can't Luke Musgrave be a big slot? In fact, they drafted two tight ends, Tucker Craft and Luke Musgrave. Tucker Craft is more of an inline guy. They might just go two tight ends right away. Tucker Craft inline, Luke Musgrave in the slot. Why can't he 
be a target monster for, for Jordan Love. So th those are the guys, that, those are the conditions that you need for a rookie tight end to succeed. They need to not only be the best pass catching tight end on the team, but a top two pass catcher on the team outright. That's how you get Kyle Pitts. Evan Ingram, as a rookie, was top five because Odell Beckham Jr. hurt his knee four weeks into the year. So that's the formula. We're looking for guys that can actually be a top target right away. Otherwise, we're playing the, the sit and wait long term game, which is what you're doing with guys like Michael Mayer. All rise for Sports Better Court with Dan Lust on Better Sports Network. We are back for round three, the rubber match. Before we get there, a little bit of business. Fantasy Alarms, all pro subscription, plus fantasy football draft guide and cheat sheets. Start a free seven-day trial of Fantasy Alarms, all pro subscription, and get the fantasy football draft guide and cheat sheet for free. Go to fantasyalarm.com slash draft. Gentlemen, we enter round three. We're limping to the finish line here. I, I heard the Devante rule, right? If your name's Devante, you're basically just as good as the other Devante. Uh, and then I heard the rule of 100s, that we're going to see something happen for the first time in 100 years, uh, a three-peat champion. Okay, gentlemen, it's a fresh fresh slate here, clean slate. Okay, we have to have a winner here. Raph, you got the first round. Tanner, you got round two. We are taking our third and final bet to Foxborough. Now, listeners of the show will remember that we actually covered this bet a few weeks ago. But Tanner, Raph, they heard the bet and they said, you know what? We think we should revisit this one. So the judge, listen, sometimes people make a motion for re-argument. That's what's happening here. Uh, last time I think I was on the over. I looked at the at the franchise encyclopedia. We'll get into it. Um, but uh, I, I guess we'll see here. So um, Tanner, I'm going to start with you. I'm inclined to take the over on seven, seven and a half. If you did your research on the judge, that's where I came out last time. So, Raph, you have a little bit of a, an uphill battle here. So, Tanner, lay out the argument. Why are the Patriots going over seven and a half? Because it's not that bad of a football team. That's the bottom line here. Mac Jones, we go back to his rookie season. He was a Pro Bowl quarterback. He had one of the best seasons of a rookie quarterback in NFL history. And last year, he took a step back because he didn't have an offensive coach, right? He had uh, – two defensive-minded coaches who had never called offense in the NFL before. So that definitely set him back. But overall, the talent on this football team is not bad. Their defense is actually really good. I'll talk about that uh, you know, after this. But when I look at the offense here, they have some talent. They brought in Juju Smith-Schuster, who's going to help this team a lot. He was a number one receiver in Kansas City. Now, granted, Mac Jones is no um, Patrick Mahomes, but still going to help them a lot. They have Devontae Parker, Kendrick Bourne. They have some guys who can go out and catch the football, and they can run a lot of two tight end sets this year as well with Hunter Henry and Mike Isecki. So I think it's only going to help this offense. They're healthy on the offensive line as well. That's something that we didn't get a lot last season. On defense, when it comes down to it, this team was, I believe, 11th in points allowed per game. They were a top six rushing defense. They were middle of the road when it came to their secondary, but they did draft some people that, that should help in that area. So the defense kept them in games last year. It's going to come down to the offense. And now with Bill O'Brien at the helm, I think Mac Jones is going to take a huge step forward this year. And the Patriots are going to get over that seven and a half win total, which is also the most bet win total on DraftKings Sportsbook this year. Uh, Tanner, you're coming with the facts here. I see you did your research. I, I like it. Uh, Raph, before you start, I have a question for you. Okay. Do your legs hurt from standing? Nope. I'm professional. I'm okay. standing all go day. Go ahead. Here we go. First of all, I'm a Jets fan, so it's easy for me to say, look at this division and where where possibly – yeah, I know, Judge, I'm sorry if you don't like this. I have to go rogue because I know you've already ruled you know, in favor of the Patriots here. 
But how can they possibly be better than any of the other teams in their division? That's the first question I ask you. And the second thing is when you look at the strength of schedule, they really weren't great last year. And this year's strength schedule is not really much in their favor. So I don't really expect a tremendous growth potential there. We know that they got a, a rejuvenation, the difference in offensive coordinator, but how much different is it going to be? We don't know. And the reality is right now, Mac Jones is an unproven commodity, even in this situation that we're in, where people hope that he'll be better. There is no evidence that he'll be better. Great couple of signings here and there, but the Patriots to me are still the worst team in their division and generally bad teams or the worst in their division will not have better than seven wins. Oh, there it is. Raph, I like the argument, but you are biased as a Jets fan. I'm from New York. Listen, my Jets fans think that the Jets are going to the Super Bowl. Last I checked, Aaron Rodgers is not a, a three-win player uh, near 40, but we'll talk about that offline. Here's the argument for the New England Patriots, and I think Tanner touched on it. Since the Bill Belichick era started in 2000, in year one of Bill Belichick, they went 5-11. and 11. Okay, he's got to purge the – he's got to get the stink out. He's got to get the Bill Belichick stuff in. Okay. From 2001, which is Bill Belichick's second full season, they have reached or eclipsed the eight-win plateau. So over seven and a half every year but one year. And that one year was that weird Cam Newton year when they didn't have Mac. It was the weird transition year. So history tells us a lot of history, 20-plus years of history. Bill Belichick plus New England Patriots equals eight-plus wins. And not just eight-plus wins. 10 wins, 12 wins, 11 wins. Yes, I understand Brady is not there anymore. But even in the Mac Jones era, 10 wins and 8 wins in the last two years. Um, Tanner, I, I, I'm, I'm leaning towards you here. Um, how about this bet that the, that the Patriots are the worst team in the division? There might be some juice there with strength of schedule. Maybe, maybe we're getting a little bit closer to 8.5, 8, 7.5 maybe. The division, you can say they are going to be the worst team in the division. On paper, they might be the worst team in the division, but paper doesn't mean it's going to result in wins, right? I can give you a reason why I don't like any of these teams, right? You look at Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. They haven't been able to win the big game. They might dominate the regular season, but the big game cost them a lot. The New York Jets, I mean. Why, why, why did you just defame Josh Allen? Why did Josh Allen just get astray? Josh I, Allen. I don't appreciate that. He said So Josh Allen came out and said, we might we might not win the division. We, we'll get him with the wild card. I don't know if you saw that quote. Uh, the, um, ju the judge sees everything. I yeah, see that, everything. I'm, I'm omnipotent. I'm omniscient. I know everything. Um <laughs> Hold on, Tanner. Don't don't slander Josh Allen, best player in all of all of football. Um, Raph, Raph, let's hang here. Okay, listen. You you know where the judges decided in the past. You really have the harder argument here. I'm not sure why this line is seven and a half. But if you do believe, right? If you do believe in your in your Jets, right? Doesn't that really kind of show that the New England Patriots maybe they just give up? Maybe they throw in the towel. Maybe they say, you know what? Uh, we're just going to pack it in. And then uh, Bill Belichick will get him fired and we'll clean house. Maybe that's possible. Probably not. But, you know, maybe you can tell me. I, I hate to say this. You know, Bill Belichick, rumors were he's been on the hot seat. You know, if he doesn't win, uh, win big this year, then it might might be a problem for him as well. He, people still upset the way he handled that Brady situation or potentially how the, the organization did. So I think there's more tension within the ranks than, than maybe the outsiders are, are given credit. That could be creating some interesting uh, – play calling and scenarios this year in a very tough division. We will see, see very tough I, division. I, the problem is, and Tanner, I'll, I'll let you have the final word here. When, when we're trying to figure out who to bet on, when all the chips are in the middle of the table, we need to figure out what's going to happen, right? Bill Belichick, his legacy's on the line. If he has a really horrendous year and goes two in 15 or is absolutely terrible. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Kraft cuts bait, but like, don't we think that Bill Belichick is going to show up in the last two years? 
10 wins and eight wins with Mac Jones. Tanner, I feel like this might be the lock of the century. Am I, am I, am I insane? I, I feel like you just have this one. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's the most bet prop on our most bet win total on DraftKings this year for a reason, right? You have the best coach. You might not have the best team in the division, but you have the best coach. One of the best coaches in the history of the NFL. You have a division, which a lot of uncertainty. I'm not going to slander Josh Allen, but the New York Jets have Nathaniel Hackett as their offensive coordinator. That's a liability. And the way he called the first Hall of Fame game, he's got a lot of work to do. Um, and then the the Miami Dolphins are they they go with a quarterback who's got concussion issues, right? Um, so I'm not necessarily certain that the Patriots are going to finish last in this division. And there's a lot of winnable games on their schedule. They have the Raiders, they have the Commanders, they have the Colts, they have the Giants. That could be four wins right there. You have the Steelers. That's five. Um, you know, you have you have opportunities to I'm, win games. I'm going to say this in my my experience as a veteran, and I wear a lot of hats. I'm a professor. I'm a judge. I'm a not really a judge, but you know, I play one on TV. But when the bet to me is such an absolute no-brainer, when it smells a little funny, my experience tells me, oh, I can't believe I'm doing this. Go the other way. This doesn't make any sense. How is the line only seven and a half? Raf, I'm going to give you this round. I have no idea what just happened. Somehow I felt so confident in the bet that we owe to go the other way here. Raf, I'm giving you this round. You are the winner. I, I didn't expect it either. It's just, just what happens. Sometimes, Tanner... You're ahead. You just you just got to take the bet and just say, you know what, Judge? I got no no more bets. But now I feel suspicious. I, I feel pretty. I feel a little sneaky about this 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 Patriots bets here. Okay, hang tight. Uh, let's let's do this. Um, we got to figure out my best bet of the whole day. So, Raph, I'm going to give you the win on the show, two to one. So our winning bets, if memory serves, we said Devonte Adams. Uh, we have under. We have the New England New England Patriots under. And Tanner, do we have you with Georgia? Yeah, Georgia. We got we got to invest wisely here. We got to invest wisely. Okay, okay. I'm ready for this. I'm ready for this. My New England bet. I'm not really sure about. I'm not really sure why I did this. The judge sometimes is unpredictable, but the judge is always right. So don't don't worry about my New England bet here. I, I'm going to go with Georgia here, plus two twenty five. I I really do feel pretty confident here. Yes, I think Caleb. Caleb Williams is kind of fun and, you know, he's, he's going to be, uh, you know, he's going to be the Heisman Trophy and all this. But at the end of the day, you got to invest your money wisely. Plus 225, Georgia continues to have the best recruiting class in the country. Uh, they can really, you know, Tanner, you could be the quarterback. Raph, you could be the quarterback. They probably do okay. Um, my best bet, we're going to take us to Georgia, plus 225 for the future. Um, so, Tanner, excellent job, Raph. Great job. Uh, Judge Luss has been hard at work on legal research. He's getting a little loopy here. He's a little sleep deprived. I want to thank you both very much for entering the courtroom. You both survived. No one got sent to jail. And Raf, just a reminder, just because people have the same first name does not mean that they have anything to do with one another. Thank you very both. Thank you very much for joining uh, the Sports Better Court. We'll see you next time. Appreciate it, fellas.